You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Money Pit is presented by LL Flooring, the official flooring partner of the Money Pit, and Bank of America. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you create your best home ever. You guys getting ready for the holidays? Are you hanging up some fun decor? Are you thinking about maybe tackling a painting project, maybe sprucing up the inside before the cold weather really hits? Are you planning a project for next year when the weather warms up, thinking ahead to the spring days? Whatever's on your to-do list, you get the chance to swing it over to ours when you reach out to us with those questions. Now, you can post your question at moneypit.com, or you can call us at one eight 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 money pit 888 666-3974 because we are here to help. If you're stuck, we will get you unstuck. So reach out. Coming up on today's show, breathing fresh, clean air inside of your home is more important today than ever, but you don't have to throw open the windows to let chilly air in to get it. We're going to share some ways to make sure the air inside your home is as clean as possible in today's smart spending tip. And with all the holiday meals that are happening now, have you noticed that when you run your dishwasher that maybe the dishes are coming out dirtier than when they went in? Well, we're going to share some tips for keeping your dishwasher working properly and end once and for all the often debated family question, should I pre-rinse my dishes before putting them in the dishwasher? And speaking of appliances, one appliance that you may own, you'll probably never want to be without again. That's your garbage disposer. But during the holidays, disposers get jammed more often than any other time of the year. And by the way, plumbers charge double time when that happens. So if it happens to you, though, you don't have to pay a costly plumber. We will teach you a very super easy way to get it back in action quick. But first, do you love your home, but sometimes you feel like it's an endless pit that you're throwing your money into for all those home improvements and repairs and everything else that comes up? Well, we get it. So let us give you a hand to make sure that all that money you spend is to make it look nice and keep it working in your favor for ages to come. Because it's your house and we want to help you keep it great. Give us a call right now with your home improvement questions at one eight 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 Money Pit or post them at moneypit.com. Leslie, let's get started. Lots of folks out there in the holiday spirit today, probably doing some decorating and planning some projects for the weeks ahead. So who's first? Russell in Rhode Island is on the line, and he's having some trouble finding the correct hardware for doors and drawers. What is going on? Drawer knobs and, and hardware that we're looking to uh, replace. So we're looking for, for kitchen cabinets? Yes, yeah. Are you trying to match something, or you want all brand new? We would be replacing everything. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward project. Are these cabinets pretty old? No, no. It's a three-inch center um, on the hardware, and we've been around to a couple of different places and not really liking what we see. There are a lot of great 
cabinet hardware websites online, uh, okay. where you can find just an incredible variety of, of products out there. You can pretty much find whatever you want. So, you know, you can start with the basics like Home Depot, but then, you know, you have a lot of specialty shops. There's a, um, a website called knobsforless.com. There's one called My Knobs. Right. A site called Signature Hardware. And, you know, you can see lots of photos and, and you can see the measurements, the center by center measurements on these handles. Yeah. That's the uh, trick. You want to make sure you match it because otherwise you're going to be trying to cover up holes and right. repair things. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And check the depth of the screws to make sure that they're going to be thick enough for your doors. Right. This really okay. shouldn't be difficult. It's true there are fairly limited, uh, you know, styles and designs when you go to the home centers because they have to sell to the mass market. But there's a lot of really uh, stepped up hardware out there online these days. All right. Cool. Excellent. Even uh, restoration hardware too, I think, yeah. uh, has a good restoration selection. Restoration hardware has beautiful pieces. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've forgotten I about them. I also yep. really love anthropology. Like if you're looking, it's a, which is a women's clothing store. But if you're looking for something that's like a little quirky and maybe has an interesting feel to it, I always check them out too. Anthropology, okay. Mm, and it's with an IE at the end. Yep. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, folks, and love the show. Well, thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Now we're going to chat with Diana in Arkansas, who's got a super old house that's acting a little strangely. What's going on? My husband says that there is a main beam underneath this house that is broken. And it is allowing it to uh, settle in my kitchen. Uh, My refrigerator is taking a definite list, and it's not too far from that beam. How would we go about raising this house or whatever, and replacing that beam. Okay, so if you have a broken beam, the way that that type of repair is generally done is, first of all, if the beam is just cracked and we want to kind of reinforce it so it doesn't settle or move, what will often happen is a contractor will put a new beam next to it and bolt it to the old beam. That's called a sisker beam. And in that way, you're not really replacing it as much as you're just kind of beefing it up. And that's a smarter way to do that because, frankly, there's no really, there's no, no wind by just taking it out. Now, if the house is settled, you may or may not want to do anything to try to raise those beams. Generally, we, re- we recommend you don't raise a floor because everything's connected to it, the walls and the pipes and the plumbing and the electrical wire. So you kind of leave it in place. But reinforcing that beam in place is the best way to attack that. And that's a, you know, not a terribly complicated job, but you can't just have anybody do it. You need to have a contractor that really knows what they're doing because you're going to want to get those beams on both sides. You're going to want to make sure that if there's any seams in there, that they have to be over a piling, for example, where there's support. And then you have to have bolts that go all the way through from the new beam into the old beam and back to the new beam on the other side and then sort of bolted together. And then that's going to make a really strong repair and reinforcement. Do you know why the beam cracked in the, in the first place? You know, uh, um, I, I have no idea. The house um, was originally just a four-room house, and then uh-huh. it, it has been built on and built on and built on. And okay. so um, I, I have no idea. Uh, supposedly... You might have skipped the structural step there. Well, I think that by reinforcing that beam is the is the right way to do it. So thanks so much for calling us. Good luck with that project. And if you have any more questions, let us know. Thank you so much. Glenn, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Hi. I was calling to find out. I was looking to purchase used uh, a uh, propane heat stove for the house it, it, to replace my wood stove. And my question is, 
I live in a, in town in a home now that has natural gas, and I'm wondering if a propane stove could work in a natural gas environment. Not unless um, it has a new burner put into it, because the burners are different for, for propane and for natural gas, Glenn. Um, so you can't just use one in place of the other. You have to have a different uh, burner, because the orifice, the size of the, of the, of the uh, holes where the gas comes out, is different. Oh, okay. Now, I, I, I know I've had experience in taking something that's natural gas and converting it. I would guess then it, you, you would make it smaller. Same idea, yeah. And you have to you know have the right parts to do that. Okay, so it sounds like probably more than a project and probably more expensive than I would, than I would want to tackle. Probably, yeah. You might, you might be just want to pick up a new stove. <laughs> By the time you get the parts for it, you'll probably be halfway there, and this way you'll be starting clean. Okay? Well, thank you for, for uh, letting me know that, and I really appreciate your help, and I enjoy listening to the show. Well, thank you so much, Glenn. Good luck with that project. Thanks for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. 
That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Lisa in Michigan's on the line with a window question. What's going on at your Money Pit? So what I wanted to do is I wanted to put shutters on the house, but I'm not sure which color or which style. Okay. But the only way to, to fasten the shutters is to drill into the siding. Oh, interesting. So I don't really okay. want to do that because if it doesn't work out, then I can't hold the siding. Got holes in your siding, yeah. That's a good question. Hmm, got to get creative on this. Well, let's, let me ask you this. If you put the shutters up, are they all going to be about the same size? Yes. Well, then I don't think it really matters because the, 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 you, could, you could make sure that the drill pattern is the same no matter what's, what style sh- a shutter you put up. But I may find out that shutters don't work at all. Now, Lisa, do you have any friends who are good at Photoshop? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I just didn't know if there were any if there were any fasteners that locked into the to the siding. You know, there is a there are types of fasteners that are designed to uh, snap into vinyl siding without causing damage, and they're often used by electricians or cable TV um, installers, and they're actually called siding clips. And um, basically, they're designed to kind of hold a wire and then clip under the siding so you don't have to actually pierce the siding. You may be able to find those and, uh, and you know, install some of those clips and then try to figure out a way to hang the shutter to the clip, at least temporarily, so you can, you know, have an idea as to whether or not it looks good and, and you're happy with it before making, making that commitment. So look for those um, vinyl siding hanging, um, sliding clips, they're called. And maybe that will get you where you want to go. Or as Leslie said, best bet, learn Photoshop. (laughs) Well, the EPA has named indoor air pollution as one of the top five environmental risks to public health and tells us that indoor air can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside. But if you're thinking that they can't be talking about my house, well, they can, guys. They're talking about everybody's house, especially if you don't have the right kind of filter in your air conditioning system. We're going to sort out the options in today's smart spending tip presented by Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Now, to start, you need to understand that there are basically four types of filters. The flat filters, which are the very basic ones made from fiberglass They typically need changing on a monthly basis, and while these are going to capture dust, they don't handle the kind of contaminants that can make you miserable, like allergens. All right, so next we've got extended media filters. Now, these use a particle filter and a small electrostatic charge to clean the air, and they do a much better job than a plain flat filter. And then there's also electronic filters. Now, these units use a high electrical charge to capture particles like a magnet, and they're extremely effective on small particles and perform about 30 times better than those flat filters do. Yeah, and finally, let's talk about the UV filters, the ultraviolet filters. Um, these are really effective at capturing particles and bacteria and viruses, and they're the kinds of filters that hospitals use to prevent diseases from being passed through the air. But keep in mind, the systems that the hospitals use, they're much more comprehensive than what you can put in a home. So it's not a perfect 100% solution, but it does do a good job of killing some of those particles. I really think that given all the options, a good quality electronic filter really does the best job. Now, when it comes to installation, installing electronic or ultraviolet filters really are jobs that are best left to a pro because they need to be built into your existing HVAC system on the return side of that system. This way, the air is continually cleaned as it passes through the filter. 
And that's today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Sam in South Carolina has a question about a counter. What can we do for you? I have a countertop that I guess it's uh, for mica on wood. And it comes up at the back, kind of rolls, you know, like maybe it's a cove. cove. Anyway, it rolls. It's about three and a half inches uh, up up the wall. Yeah. And, then it, and then it, you know, it rolls on the edge, too. I'm thinking for mica on wood. It was constructed in maybe 80. My question is, it, it expands and contracts away from this wall during uh, different cycles of winter slash summer, and just a little bit. It pulls away from the wall, and I wondered, I wanted, always wanted to put, like, um, oh, glass or tile uh, as a backsplash up from it. But as it expands and contracts, there's no way to seal it next to the wall. Um, so first of all, you're talking about something something that's called a post-formed countertop, but that's sort of... Uh, um rounded edge that sort of goes up and over. Now, um, what you can do is you can put in what's called a backer rod, which is like a foam tube that goes right, push it down behind the countertop in that space. That kind of takes up the gap. And then you could use a flowable caulk on top of that, which would stick to the wall and the countertop, and it would expand and contract as the house moved. But I do like your idea of the backsplash, and that sounds like a perfect application for that, right, Leslie? Yeah, and you know, the small glass tiles really do look great on a backsplash, and they're really easy to install as a do-it-yourselfer because there's not a lot of cutting or snipping or shaping of tile to make it work for the puzzle that becomes the backsplash. Fantastic. Now, what did you say to put in there? So you want to use, there's a a foam rod called a backer rod. It's like a thin foam tube that you'll find at at home centers. And you kind of want to fill that up because if you just caulk the caulk, it's going to sort of fall down to that big gap. So you want to stuff something in there so the caulk sort of sits on top. And then you push it down just right below the surface and then you caulk over that. Great. Okay, that sounds like a perfect solution. I really appreciate that, and I'm looking forward to having it just much more attractive. All right. Well, we're so glad we could help you out, and thanks again for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Michael, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have an AC coil uh, that has an issue with it. Um, it's positioned at an angle, air handler in my attic, and I believe this is so it, it would allow condensation to run down the baffles into a drain pan. But mine doesn't do that. It, it, the, the condensation simply drops off the baffles directly into the bottom of the air handler, not into the drain pan. Yeah, so I, I'm wondering if there's a, a spray coating or something I can add to it to make it cohesive, I mean, where the water will stick to it until it goes to the drain pan. Uh, my, I had the air seat, the AC unit service last summer, and one of the technicians told me that the, he said the coating is worn off your baffles and you just need to replace it. It sounds to me like it's the kind of thing that's installed when the product is manufactured, not something that's added as an aftermarket. So is all the moisture dripping off of this as opposed to going, I mean, is most of the moisture getting to the drain pan, or is it all just sort of spilling off all over the place? The drain pan is completely dry. It just drips directly from the coil or from the coil from the baffles into the bottom of the air handler unit, rusting everything out too. It's rusting and um, uh, from the air intake down the hall, 
uh, it, it finally get built up enough where it was basically leaking. And there's no uh, clog um, of any of the drainage of this down to that pan? There's nothing that's backed up? Because very often some of that internal plumbing gets backed up. Uh, no, it's, uh, there, there's nothing in the drain pan to drain out. It's completely dry. It, it doesn't drain down the baffles into the drain pan. It just drips directly into the bottom of the air handler. I wondered if, if just getting, I mean, I looked at, there's some cleaners you can go on and clean your your uh, your coil with and things like that. And I, I, I suppose that may help. I, I don't know. but I mean, it wouldn't hurt, but the thing is you're not going to know until next summer. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I could turn the AC down and, and, you know, check it, you know, temporarily. But Yeah, it's kind of unusual, but, but, but what happens is sometimes technicians will see these same units over and over again because they're common to a particular area of the country or area of the state. And so they get accustomed to diagnosing this kind of defect over and over again. But unfortunately, I'm not, a, I'm not aware of any type of coating that can replace what was probably put on when those blades were made originally. Not the uh, news I was looking for, but... Uh... <laughs> All right, well, thanks for giving it a shot. Yep, thanks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Leslie, I built a sliding board this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Is this for uh, your big concrete project? Is that what happened? Yeah, exactly. But I'm pretty sure if my kids were younger, they would be sliding by it as well. Yeah, so I've got 12,000 pounds of concrete that has to get down to the basement. I've got 260-pound bags. Because I was thinking about your back. I was like, how the heck are you going to do oh, this? Oh, listen, I figured it out. I got a 2 by 12 and I nailed on a little rail to it so it would sort of like not fall off one side of it. And then I put it on the stairs against the other side and it coated it with plastic. I basically wrapped it in, in polyethylene, and I have now got the most awesome basement sliding board. I drop the bags at the top, and they slide down the 12 or 13 steps and land perfectly at the bottom. So it's like a delivery system for 60-pound bags. And did you try it out yourself? No, I did not. But I did notice that every once in a while, a bag breaks open, but that's okay, because if I lose a little bit, believe me, it's worth it, because you're right. If I had to carry down... 260-pound bags, those stairs, on oh, my knees, my back, I would have been miserable. Could you imagine? I just kept thinking, I was like, I don't think your kids are around this weekend. I'm like, and you've got a big concrete project going on. I'm like, how are you managing this? I'm telling you, it's working really well. So you can check out the video. It's on our social media at facebook.com slash money pit. Maybe you can upload a bonus uh, track there that shows you sliding down the slide. Just as you <laughs> I don't think so. Wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> Marlise is on the line with a slippery window question. What's going on in your money pit? My windows, I have two, and it's an add-on where you walk in, and they're probably about 7 feet long and 15 inches wide. They slid down, and the top has a 2-inch gap where the air is just coming in. 
They're not the type you open. I heard you could put suction cups and try to pull them up or something. So these windows, you say these windows slide, but they're not the kind that open? Well, that doesn't make sense to me. No, they're, they're not meant to slide. Okay. They're just in the wood frame, and they slid down like two-inch gap where the air is coming in. I'm trying to imagine what this looks like. The window's not meant to slide. Is this window meant to open at all? No. So it's a permanent solid pane that fits into a frame, and somehow it slipped out of the frame? Yeah, it, they both slid down, I guess, in, in the wall somehow or, or down the frame. Is this a situation where the home is settling, do you think, or is it just that this window sash has moved out of the frame that was holding it? It just slid down in the frame that was holding it. This is a good time for you to take a photo of this window and post it to the Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Money Pit so we can look at it and comment on it. However, if it's a static window that was held into a wood frame and it's absolutely not intended to move or open ever, then I don't see why you couldn't slide it back up from whence it came and secure it in place mechanically with uh, screws or nails or other types of fasteners or brace it in place or use a silicone caulk around the outside edge, which would have the same effect of holding it in place. As long as it's not designed to move whatsoever, uh, then it's just a mechanical matter of, of getting it back in place and securing it there uh, in a more permanent way. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, when you run your dishwasher, are your dishes coming out dirtier than when you put them in? Well, the culprit could be a clogged drain valve, and that's easy to fix. So your dishwasher drain valve, that should only open during the draining cycle. But if it's clogged, it's also going to let water out during the wash cycle. So you got to listen carefully during that wash cycle. And if you hear water flowing into the sink, then the drain valve is definitely clogged. Now, also, check the bottom of your dishwasher for any buildup of food. Those little particles will break down and sit in there, and they can kind of clog things up. A lot of dishwashers have a ball-style check valve that can get gummed up, and that's going to prevent the dirty water from draining out of the unit. And to get it clear, here's a trick of the trade. Use a wet dry vac. It'll basically suck up any water and all of the food gunk, and you won't have to, like, pull it out and get your hands in there because it's kind of nasty. The bottom line is it's not hard. Just a couple of steps, your clogs will be fixed, your dishes will start coming out clean all over again with no need to call in a plumber. And Leslie, it occurs to me that we also promised to end the family argument about whether or not you have to pre-rinse the dishes because the answer is a definite, it depends. <laughs> the newer dishwasher, you do not because there is a sensor in there that extends the extends the length it runs, the length of time it runs when the dishes are dirtier. It kind of measures the muddiness of the water. It's called a termidity sensor. But an older dishwasher, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Scott, you've got the money pit. What's going on at your house? Well, in the wintertime, we have a little mold around the windows, and I can't seem to uh, alleviate it. So I was wondering if you guys had any ideas, mainly in the wintertime. So the mold is going to form where you have moisture and you have a food source that's organic, which could be like wood trim, for example, or frankly, even dust can do that, um, and air, of course. So when you find the mold, what happens is very often people will just try to wipe it away, but they end up leaving residual pieces of it behind. So what I would suggest you do is to mix up a bleach and water solution where it's about, say, 25% bleach and about 75% water, and spray it lightly around that area, being careful to keep it away from drapes or anything like that that you're concerned about staining, uh, and let it sit. 
and that will kill the spores that are behind the mold, and then you can wipe it off. If it's just a little bit, that's okay to do yourself without much risk of exposure. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Uh, I've done it before, but I've never let it sit any time. I've just sprayed it on and wiped it off. That's generally what people do, and, and it makes a difference if you let it sit, because it has to sort of take effect and really kill what's there, and then wipe it off. That sounds pretty good. I can do that. Sarah in Iowa needs some help with a carpeting project. Tell us what you're working on. Um, I have a house built in 1975, and when it was built, they installed this carpet in the breakfast, kitchen, and unfortunately bathroom areas, and it's glued down. It's really low pile, almost like linoleum. Is it on a wood floor or is it concrete? It's on a, just on the wood subfloor. And I did try to uh, scrape it, it out of the little... Uh, bathroom area that we had, and it took hours and hours of hand scraping, and I probably did some damage to the subfloor in doing it. Well, the subfloor is not a finished floor, right? It's a 1974 house, probably plywood, is that correct? Yes, it's plywood. So can you pull up the carpet part itself, obviously leaving the glue behind, but will the carpet part peel off? If I pull up the carpet part itself, what gets left behind is this black spongy gunk that I can kind of scrape off, and then uh, the bottom part of the block is glued onto the floor. What I want you to do is to pull the carpet up, and then I want you to put a new piece of subfloor down on top of that using quarter-inch Luan plywood. It's very inexpensive, and it's the easiest way to get back to a surface that you can work with. I would not try to remove the glue from the subfloor. It's just not worth it. It's a rather impossible job. So I would just you know opt for a smooth surface, by adding another layer of subfloor on top of that. And then whatever you want to put on top of that, you can, whether it's more carpet or whether it's laminate or tile or, or, or whatever. But just pull up the carpet because so you, you don't want to sandwich carpet in between this. Pull the carpet up, then you'll just be sandwiching the old glue and that'll be fine, okay? Okay, fantastic. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, an easy way to cut down on food waste at home is to install a garbage disposer. You can send leftover fruit and potato peels, veggie stubs, and all kinds of other waste right down the drain. And for most of us that have one, it's one of those appliances that once you do have it, you never want to be without it again. True, but with all the cooking that goes on over the holidays, it turns out that this is also the reason for disposers to get clogged and stuck now more than ever. Yeah, but the good news here, guys, is that there's no reason to pay a plumber holiday rates to come and fix it. Yeah, that's right. So here's how you do this yourself. First, you turn off the power. And I mean at the breaker, not at the little light switch, if that's how you turn on power to this thing. Turn it off at the breaker. Then you will probably find that when you bought your disposer, there was a really big, heavy Allen wrench that came with it. The reason for that is just this, to help free it up. There's going to be a socket for the Allen at the bottom of the disposer, all the way in the sink cabinet. Get the light, look upside down, and you will see it. And if you stick that wrench in there, you can work the disposer back and forth until whatever is jamming it has freed up. Then reset the breaker, turn on some water, and run it through. You'll find that it works just fine. And by the way... Aside from the breaker that is in your main electric panel, most disposers also have a breaker of their own, which is a tiny switch also mounted on the bottom of that disposer. 
it's usually red and it's usually like a little circle switch, like maybe a quarter of an inch wide. That might also have to be reset. But remember, don't stick that Allen wrench in unless all the power is off of the unit because you do not want it to kick on with that thing stuck. It'll fly off and hurt you. So just be careful, but it's definitely an easy fix. Yeah, and guys, if you want to stop this from happening again, don't put tough foods in like bones or shrimp shells, hard rinds like a pumpkin or a watermelon. And if you want to keep everything smelling fresh, you can run citrus peels through that disposer. So lots of things to be careful of, you know, not putting in and a nice thing to put in to make that whole kitchen smell citrusy and lovely. James in Ohio is on the line with a heating question. What can we do for you today? Yeah, hi. I was calling in. Um, I have a older homes built in 1968 and I was wondering if it'd be easier to install an electric furnace instead of having the baseboard heat or possibly getting a out one of the outdoor units that mount high on your wall. Do you have natural gas or propane or oil in your area? Um maybe natural gas. Yeah, that would be the way to go. I mean, if you're going to go through trouble of putting a furnace in, I would definitely not put in an electric furnace because that is the most expensive way to provide heat to your house. I would suggest a high-efficiency natural gas furnace. I mean, the the installation expense is going to be similar if you're putting a new furnace in, but the ongoing cost to run it will be a lot lower. Uh, Will I incur more cost because for the ductwork? Because I have uh, plaster walls instead of drywall. Well, if you're going to put an electric furnace in, you're going to have to do the ductwork anyway. So the ductwork is there whether or not you use an electric furnace or a gas furnace. And it really depends on how creative your HVAC contractor is, but that's a fixed cost. If you're going to go through trouble of of ducting out your house, which is going to add to its value, I definitely would recommend gas. And typically the gas companies don't charge to bring gas up to your house. So they'll bring the line up and put a meter in because now you're going to be their customer forever and they're very happy about that. Okay, well, I thank you very much. Benjamin chose to write into the money pit and he says, I recently painted my bathroom ceiling with white mold and mildew-proof paint. The ceiling was clean and not primed prior to painting and the instructions indicated it wasn't necessary to prime. A few weeks later, the paint started to completely peel off the ceiling. About 60% of the ceiling has completely peeled off. Should I prime prior to repainting? Yeah, but unfortunately, now you have to get rid of all of that loose paint. You know, Leslie, I think that there's been such a rush to put products out there that are paint and primer in one. They're not always the best choice. I mean, you think you're saving a step, but I feel like you're giving up some of that adhesion that you really need the primers to to do. You really need them to stick to those old surfaces, especially in a bathroom where you got years and years of moisture and mineral deposits from water that's evaporated and left all those salts behind. And that's why we hear about so many problems like this just in bathrooms, right? I mean, it's really amazing. We had a small leak in the attic in the air handler, and the water was just leaking and leaking and leaking. And it's amazing how quickly all of that extra moisture can just destroy a bathroom ceiling. So you've got to remove all of that, you know, yucky paint and things that are peeling off, and you've got to get it down to a nice surface. You have to make sure that that bathroom is dry, dry, dry. I mean, run that dehumidifier all the time. Run that fan, the vent fan, keep it dry in there, and then prime that ceiling once everything is prepped nicely. 
let it dry well, make sure again it's super dry, no moisture, and then put your top coat sealing paint on, which is also a different adhesion level too, right, Tom? Yeah, and in a bathroom, those paints also have a mildicide built in. So that's also another advantage of using paint that's designed for kitchen and bath. Yeah, I hope that helps you out because a bathroom ceiling, once it starts to look yucky, it kind of really starts looking yucky quickly, but it does take a little bit of elbow grease, and I promise you that bathroom ceiling is going to be fantastic in no time. Well, if the only thing you use your microwave for is to heat up leftovers, you might be missing out on some other very handy uses. Leslie shares some tips for just that in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. It's actually a much more useful appliance than I knew, Les. Yeah, you know what? I mean, it really is great, a microwave, to heat up those leftovers and, you know, make popcorn. But there's a lot of other things that you can do. Did you know that you can disinfect your sponge and get rid of that funky smell with the microwave? All you have to do is soak the sponges in a water and vinegar mix and then zap them for a minute. And you can also do the same with a cutting board, but you want to rub a little lemon on it, heat it for a minute, and then all of those germs from cutting up that raw chicken are gone. Goodbye. Now, if you ever find that you've got a honey jar and it looks like a crystallized solid mess, you can bring it back to life on medium power for 30 seconds. And you can also cut grilling time by heating potatoes for two minutes and bell peppers for one minute before you put them on the grill. You just want to make sure that when you take them out of the microwave, you use some oven mitts because things can get super duper duper hot in there and you want to make sure you don't get a burn. Now, another great tip is to use your microwave to warm up citrus fruits. Not only is this going to help release the juice when you're using them in a recipe, but it also helps release the oils in the skin. So for zesting or for flushing out that pleasant scent when you're just displaying the citrus fruit in a pretty bowl, whatever it is, it all makes it very nice and it smells wonderful, which is great as a natural air freshener. Coming up next time on The Money Pit, a new tile backsplash can really wake up a tired kitchen. I mean, in fact, tiling projects are not that difficult and they can deliver instant appeal to your home. We're going to share some that are easy for DIYers to get done on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a bar.